He's blonde and bitchin'. She's sporty and sassy. Together, they're perfectly imperfect. It's Jesse and Jenna's messy podcast. Cheers! <laughs> oh, deep burn. Oh, so deep. Ah. All right. Before we start this episode, I need to uh, preempt and tell everyone that for the next four weeks, what I don't even when know this what comes out. Say. Three weeks, I'm going to look like shit <laughs> every episode because... Oh, my God. I don't know if we can... Do you think I can get my leg up? I, how stretchy is your hamstring? Well, I, it's not about that. It's about, there we go. There it is. Oh, stinky. Not yet. It's brand new. <laughs> I got it today. She got a cast. An actual cast. Listen to this. Hello. That's her cast. I'm That's gonna stupidity sign it. right there. I can't wait to decorate this thing. Yeah, exactly. I can draw on it. Super exciting, but yes, so I cannot shower properly by myself and stuff, (laughs) so everything's going to be winging it, so again, no makeup's going to happen, and you know what, but we're women, and 2021, it's 2021, right? Yep. And you know what, we're all about free, I'm not wearing a bra, I'm not wearing makeup. And this is why we're an audio program. (laughs) (laughs) Although you should watch us on YouTube, because we're more, way more fun to watch on YouTube. Uh, in case anybody is just listening to this, uh, you should tell what happened to your leg. Oh, I, I was walking and I slipped on the ice and I broke it. Very dangerous. <laughs> the wine didn't help. It wasn't the years <laughs> of sports I played. It was just walking yeah. in front of City Hall. The worst part is, is I saw the piece of ice and I went, that looks really slippery. Slip bag. Oh, I don't think you told what happened after you fell and literally broke your leg. Yeah. But your pride kicked in when what happened? So I fell for those in Ottawa. I fell right in front of City Hall, pretty much on the corner of Elgin and um, Elgin and Laurier, which is one of the busier uh, intersections in downtown Ottawa. And it was 11 p.m. on a Friday night, too. So really busy. And I fell and it hurt very much. And all of a sudden I heard this guy from his car go, whoa, man, are you okay? So immediately my pride kicked in and I pulled myself up off the ground and tried to put weight on it. Went, can't do that. Hobbled over to the side, sat on a planter and called an Uber. And then I went into shock because I don't remember how I got myself up two flights of stairs. But you said to the guy, yeah, I'm fine. I said, yeah, I'm fine. Standing on a broken fucking leg. I really regret. And then when I went to the doctor, she, she's like, when did you do this Friday? And I was like, yeah, but I got booted and casted on Monday. She's like, so you went a whole weekend with a broken ankle? And I was like, yeah. But she's on the mend. I'm on the mend. And we took a, a, a break last week because of this. Um, so we're back and it's my turn to teach the class, kids. The history of, I don't even know where we're going Wait, this is this a, is this, hold on. Is this a hint? Swishing wine in your mouth? Liquid? Oh, that was gross to do that. Don't. Ew, is it the history of like what? Vaginas? Mm, the history of lube. Mm. I'm starting choking on my wine. Lube is a gay man's best friend. Well, everybody's best friend. This is really fun. There's a reference to things you can actually still use that work back in the day that are still safe to use now. There's a Grace and Frankie reference. I can't wait. I love lube. So I actually wrote out my notes like an actual report. So here's the overview. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Can I tell you why this is so interesting that you picked this? I have been Because I've never used it. Have you never used it? Never used it. Shut up. What? Not even for like anal? I've never done anal. Oh, please. Not even for like jerking a guy off? No. 
my God. We need to talk. I have some lube is so fun. Unfortunately, not for the reason I've been using it the past week. <laughs> what <laughs> other reasons are you using lube for other than your own enjoyment? Well, on my dog's penis, naturally. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you heard me right. Which dog? Lopez. The old man the you're old. using lube on his dick? Yes. So Lopez, poor thing, is having a problem that apparently is common among old dogs where his, well, his dick gets dried out. So it doesn't always retract. Because the lipstick's always out? Yeah. And so that it's not lubed enough. It doesn't or... go back into its foreskin. He doesn't exactly. have his foreskin's all fucked up. Well, it's just that it gets dry because he's old. And so the vet told me that I should be putting water-based lube on it like everyone and you're like i got fuck water yeah i got fuck water and i was like lube like vaseline and they they were like no just just like lube and i was like so like sex lube and they're like yes and i was like are you serious so here i am jerking my chihuahua off with lube and you thought i wasn't getting any use out of my lube every day you're drinking your dog off with the lube well he's at his dad's this week but yeah it's just it's poor lopez thank god you get to get hand over that fucking (laughs) job Poor Lopez. So hopefully he's going to be okay. We have an appointment coming up. Uh, he may need surgery, but it, apparently it's common. And it doesn't seem to be hurting him. It's just that it's getting dry. So this episode is dedicated to lube or to lube. <laughs> to, to Lopez's dried penis. I like that. We should change his name to lube stick. <laughs> his dry cracked sore penis old man poor Lopez. poor guy so there's no denying that lube makes for a smooth ride in sex hey studies have actually proved that the best sexual interactions are often accompanied by lube yeah like you just said lube has been around for thousands of years like everything else we've talked about on this on this history of things so far which is and, so crazy because a lot of it is like modern sex stuff butt plugs but it all rings. starts somewhere exactly and that's the thing is it started it was made from all kinds of stuff and some of the stuff that it was made from is still used in modern day loops really yeah two of the first known homemade lubricants were the greeks of course with their use of what do you think baguettes again olive oil <laughs> we're talking about lube not dildos <laughs> Olive oil. Uh, yeah. And the wow. Japanese with their innovative smashed up yam mix. This is where the Grace and Frankie reference comes in. If you have watched the show, think about that while I continue. Okay. Because I, I love that yams, show. Okay. I, I don't remember the yams. Sweet potatoes? Yeah. A lube made of smashed up yams. I'm getting yams are not sweet potatoes. They're different. Okay. But either way, I'm getting American pie vibes of like fucking a pot of mashed potatoes or like mashed yams might feel good. I don't know. I don't think it's the same thing. Okay. Carry on. Maybe it is. I don't know. Mashed potatoes on the penis might feel good. Hey, it might taste good too. Well, send you (laughs) home with a bag of potatoes. So we're going to start at 600 BC. Wow. Some of the first lube on record dates back uh, in ancient China. There was this stuff. Uh, and these are the pronunciations. Oh, this is the fun part. It's called Karaginin or Karaginin. Let me try. Let me see. I feel like the two E's make it a soft G. Karaginin. Karaginin. Anyways, it's come from seaweed and it's usually used to thicken up foods, kind of like a gelatinous uh, component. So what you do is you boil a bunch of the red seaweed in a giant pot Then it becomes very thick and slippery and becomes a water-soluble liquid. So you basically boil this fucking seaweed down until it becomes gelatin and it becomes perfect lube because it's water-soluble as well. 
Let's never use the word gelatinous in conjunction with sex but again. But it is. Please. That's so gross. Remember that episode we had a long time ago with a writer named Violet, uh, Violet Fenn. Loved her. And she talked about her weird, and she loved writing. She writes for the Metro in the UK and the Sun, I think, and stuff like that. Yeah. But she always writes about like these sex toys. And I asked her what was like the most bizarre sex toy. And it was this one where... You birthed an egg. Into your vagina. No, you you created the egg out of the mold and it was a beef broth egg. Yeah, but you put it up And you there. put it up and you like squeeze it out to pretend to like give alien birth. We could have her back on. That's I wonder what, what this, she's up to. So gelatinous shit is good. Oh, you're right. Because those were gelatinous eggs. Yeah. Uh, researchers estimate that people in Japan, Korea, and China use this to moisturize and stimulate for well over a thousand years. Wow. Carrot Boonever is still used today <laughs> as an ingredient in few foods, beauty products, lubricated condoms, and lubes. So let me just get this straight because I've been drinking. So basically you boil this red cabbage and then the substance that's released from boiling it is this substance, this carrageenan that creates yeah, slippery. Yeah, you take the seaweed, ah, okay. you boil it down, apparently it breaks down and becomes into like a gelatinous substance. Interesting. Um, then... We go to 350 BC. Wait, now we're getting older? Oh, no, wait, because we're getting closer to zero. So we're going, okay, got it, sorry. Good thing you're pretty. Thank you. <laughs> In 350 BC, the ancient Greek and Romans used olive oil, olive oil as a sexual <laughs> aid, which I mentioned. By this time, like as we talked about in our history of sex in ancient Rome, or yeah, ancient Rome, if you don't go check it out. Because at this time, like we mentioned, the culture was kind of shifting its focus from being the typical hunter and gatherer to like more innovative, like they were focused on agriculture. And then one thing that they focused on was sex. Because of this, olive oil was starting to be used as a lube. um, And it was used for like everything. Sorry, I'm getting lost in my notes here. It's okay. This is part of the fun. (laughs) Um, So, yes. The whole like idea of sex was changing. Male on male sex was okay. And because of that, that's why they started using it as lube because the butthole doesn't produce natural lube Thank like God. a vagina does. And if it does, you better see a doctor. Right. So basically we can think lube due to Greek innovation. The, I, the Greeks again. You know, as you were talking, I'm thinking, how come Canada doesn't invent any of this stuff? It's like we're 150 years old. <laughs> and, and like ancient Greece and stuff was like the basis of our civilization, yeah, exactly. right? So um, depending on like where your family ranch goes, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, so it's interesting because they had a problem. Obviously, the first time some guy tried boning a guy up the bum and it was like a little harder than they expected for both parties, maybe hurt for both parties. They're like, hmm, what's like, what can make it just... Well, wait a minute. Do you, what do you think they use? Spit? Because you see that in porn sometimes. That's coming up later. But I always feel like it wouldn't work. All right. We'll wait for spit. Spit, I don't think is good lube. Oh, that's lost. coming up right, sorry, sorry i, I, I was ahead. like it's coming up okay, no 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 sorry. i don't know where you're going the, the whole term <laughs> you know the whole term spit on it yeah it's hot there's a reason for that all right that's not hot that's yeah, but the action of it is hot you know when you've made out with someone and then like the spit oh. and you smell that gross have you or in your mask uh, have when you- i was at the hospital today getting cast i was there for what like an hour and a half yeah and like, because I'm crushing like all through the hospital, I was sweaty. It's hot out today. It's humid today. Yeah. And like, I was getting sweaty underneath and just, it smelled like spit and there's uh, nothing nice about that smell. Have you ever seen on Instagram, this meme going around, uh, particularly from women admitting that they like it when a guy spits in their mouth? No. 
And I would not like that. I hate spit. Saliva spit. I'm not a fan. Like just they're like the memes are like, do whatever you want to me. Just spit in my mouth. And I'm like, oh my God. And then I think about it a little bit. I'm like, hmm. I don't know. In the throes of passion. I mean, you've got all this. I don't even like tongue kissing that much. All right. You're such a straight guy. Oh my God. We really are gender. The exchange of bodily fluids. Just not for me. (laughs) Like those kind of bodily fluids. Like the other ones are okay. (laughs) Okay. Carry on. Okay. So now for (laughs) some reason, we're going to skip all the way from 350 BC to the 1600s. Okay. This is when we started. Wait a minute. Sorry. What were you saying about the Greeks? I think you skipped over something. When I sidetracked you with spit, you were saying the Greek. No, we're coming up to that. 350 BC. What happened in 350 BC? Nothing. In 350 BC is when they discovered the Greeks discovered that mood works really good for anal sex. Okay. And it was olive oil that they used mostly or any other vegetable oils. Um, So now we skip for some reason, like I said, to the 1600s. This is when we started to see lube being used with condoms. So before lube was just used bareback in it. Dangerous. Right. But now it's being used in conjunction with condoms. And that's because, uh, and this was happening in China and Japan. And it's because these condoms were made of animal intestines. Oh God. So I think of a sausage. Oh, God. Well, that's what you eat the sausage. Like, you know, the like when you eat a hot dog, the casing that the hot dog comes in, that is animal intestine. A sausage is also what you put in a condom. So I get it. Yeah, right. It <laughs> right. The Chinese, of course, like the Greeks, use vegetable oils. But the Japanese, my peoples, my ancestors. What were they freaking They were about? a bit more creative. Of course. And they used a substance made from grated and mashed yams and it was called and i am so sorry anyone who's japanese here or speaks japanese i might butcher this fucking pronunciation but i'm gonna try to do my best Tororo jiru <laughs> it was called Tororo jiru this thing that they made so basically they took a yam which looks similar to a sweet potato yeah and they grated it and then boiled that down and then mashed it together into a it's like paint which is what Grace, wow. our Frankie, did when they started to sell their natural lube on Grace and Frankie. I thought they sold dildos. They sold the vibrator and then they went into the lube business. I am a thunderstorm after years of drought. Yeah, lube. I am using Mother Nature as my sexual secret weapon. Yeah, lube. I am the dancing goddess of my vagina. Say grace. They probably, the writers of Grace and Frankie, read the same article that you did. Right. get this idea. Or it's just been something that's been around for so long that people that make homemade new lube know. Hey, nobody got time to make homemade. Well, maybe in quarantine. The interesting about this Tororo Jiru is that it has also has pain killing and muscle. Oh, no. Sorry. I lied. I skipped. Um, Japanese also use something called clove oil as a lube. Oh, smells. And it's still an, yeah, very strong smelling. It's still an ingredient in modern day lubes because it has pain killing and muscle relaxing properties that can be handy at times, especially for people in your world. Oh, yeah. Amen. Right. Poppers help too. You know, when you, uh, have you ever done poppers? Yeah. And they were awful. I yeah. Fucking... I, okay. Here's the thing. So people, when I ever first tried so poppers, not, was... yeah, they give you this, it feels like your head's going to blow up. 
Right. But I think they're a sex thing because, and I know we're going way off topic, but the first time I've ever done poppers was at like the dance club and someone's like, here, try some poppers. And you're like dancing and you do it and you feel like your head's going to blow up. But I tried them once during sex and it's different. They are like, they make it more like, whoa, it, but you really have to trust the person you're yeah, with. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I wasn't a fan. I tried it with my gay friend from home and yeah, he was like, just gay. take a hit of this. And I was like, and then I was like, <laughs> but they last, it's a very short window. It's like five, not even five minutes. But when you mentioned animal intestines, I thought of uh, hypoallergenic condoms. Cause you know, you hear these bros, I'm allergic to condoms. Uh, so they have like the sheep's skin. But it's skin, right? It's not intestines these Which days, is I don't think. Similar, I would think similar. Well, it's the same thing. To your tissues. Yeah. Yeah. It just feels a bit better to be skin than an, in, well, I don't know, actually. You eat, if you eat a sausage... You've eaten many animal intestine cases. Is it really intestine? Yes. I was always like some synthetic. And that's better? Well, you know, I was raised on McDonald's. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm accustomed Which to Which is synthetic. what's wrong with you. Yeah, to probably. probably. Yeah. Gosh. Okay, now we're on to the just spit on it. Oh, yes, Debbie. Yeah. Every person has either said it or has someone said it to them. Just spit on it. So the earliest documented references to saliva as a personal lubricant were penned in an 18th century collection of Chinese jokes. I thought you'd like this. This is a very short little excerpt, okay. but I thought you'd like it because of the jokes aspect. All right. Although I don't know if you can figure out this joke because okay. I'm still kind of like confused. So in one joke, two months... Rewind. In one joke, two monks discuss having sex vegetarian style or without any spit. That's the joke. <laughs> so they had they had sex vegetarian style, aka meaning like not with any spit. Like I had sex. She was so good. I had sex with her vegetarian style, as in like raw. Excuse me, raw. <laughs> yeah okay i don't know a bit of a stretch it was weird i'm guessing that it was like funnier in china in 1700s it was probably in a different language yeah. too so now we're going to the 1800s now we're getting into like a bit more like close to modern-ish times so we're done with the spit that was it yeah that was oh. it, it was just let me ask you this have you ever been giving a blow job which i know you love to do and spit on it because that's another thing that i've had happen to you me. spit in your in your mouth no i know but like uh, i've had a guy like you know, giving me a BJ and then all of a sudden he'll like take it and like spit on my dick and then See, go back. Like, like if as if it's supposed to be hot. If that's something you like, then all the power to you. To me, spitting is, I associate it with derogatory. Right. Yeah. And insulting. Like I'm not a person you want to spit on. Like I'm someone you, you want to like worship. I, I, yeah. 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 When you put it that way, I mean, but some the, people like that kind of aggressive, like dirty sex where it's like raw and there are times where that's appropriate. Yeah. And I, so do, yeah, I like it, but I'm neither here nor there. Like it doesn't gross me out, but I don't think it's something I would ever like request. Anytime that anyone's mentioned spitting of anything, I just smell spit like that was dried spit smell. It's gross. So ladies and gentlemen, she's a swallower. I'm a nobody <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. I don't do that. <laughs> I, try, I try to avoid it at all costs. No, I do it, boys. I do, but for not that long. You don't think I got this defined jaw for nothing? <laughs> I make myself sound like such a slut. Yeah, I wish. Not. I wish. The 1800s now we're at. Okay. So we're getting closer to, you know. So, ladies and gentlemen, the time has come. A patented oh. 
lube. That was disappointing. I thought you were going to say, to lip sync for your life. (laughs) No, we've now got a lube that has hit the market. In 1872, a man named Robert Chesbro patented the first petroleum jelly, a product that you might recognize the name of. (gasps) Can you guess it? Vaseline! That was made from petroleum, right? Yeah. Right. So, like... I know what you're thinking right now. Vaseline is like a no-go when it comes to lube. Do not use it as lube. What? Is that true? Well, for women, it's not good. Oh, because I was thinking, back to Lopez, that Vaseline might actually work better but because it's But you guys are external, right? So, like, females, it's internal. Uh, right. So, it probably might be okay for you guys. But for females, it's, like, not a good idea. Not a good option. Okay. There are better options, is what I'll say. Um, by the mid 1900s, Vaseline became a popular choice because it was thick and waterproof. In the late 19th century, a chemist named Frederick Kipping created one of the largest scientific contributions to modern lubricant, polymer silicone. <gasps> I wonder if he invented breast implants too. Oh, I was going to do the history of booby implants, but I didn't know if anyone would find that interesting. I would find that interesting. Okay. Well, maybe that's yours next week. <laughs> the 1900s now. Okay. So 19... So what, wait, so sorry, what year was silicone invented? Or in, in no, terms of lube? Uh, no, added it to polymer lube. silicone was invented. It didn't say the year. It said the 19th century, 1800s of some sort. Wow, I'm shocked it's that old. I thought it was like a 70s invention. That's one thing I'm learning is like how old yes, everything is. Right. Like how long everything's... But everything like learn and you grow from things, right? So it makes sense. So in 1900s, the first commercial production of lube came in 1904 with a brand we all love. KY jelly, but it was sold as what as a surgical aid. So like any girls know what they're talking about right now. When you go to the girl doctor and you have to put your legs in the stirrups the and they take the forceps up, they fucking lube it. Right. With like jelly. So it goes in nicer and easier. Um, it didn't take long for people obviously to figure out that it's not just meant for good surgical procedures. It's also great to yank your fucking junk <laughs> on. Right. So um, due to its popularity, they started putting it on shelves later that year. By 1917, KY Jelly was specifically marketed as a personal lubricant. Do you know what KY stands for? I've always wondered that. No idea. It's probably the names of the people that invented it. So Frederick Kipping. Or oh, there you go. Kipping. Maybe. That's a I don't know. I don't know. Don't I'm, a, I'm Googling it while you okay. go on. Go on. Um, but what is interesting, I thought this is what you're going to find really interesting is by 1917, it was marketed as personal lubricant, but it was available by prescription only really? until 1980, five years before I was born. And like 15 before I was born. But anyway, uh, wow. See, this is that thing we talk about where it's like, really? What are you afraid of people accessing this for? Exactly. In 1911, I know you know Crisco is. Yeah, of course. I was raised on it. Yeah. (laughs) That became very popular and widely available due to its thickness and viscosity. I love that word. Viscous. Viscosity. Yeah, but the root word of viscosity is viscous. I just remember way back in elementary school, the first science project I did was on the viscosity of liquids. And so I took like a bunch of liquids and dropped marbles in them and like figured out the viscosity. I don't know why. I just always loved that word. Use it in a sentence. Semen is viscous. But of course, due to like the texture and the thickness and the water solubility, a lot of people started to use it in the bedroom. In 1975... Lube was becoming a bit more popular, and that's when it started to appear in mail order catalogs. Oh. Here's in the 80s and 90s. 
So I have the results of what KY stands for, if anyone's interested. It's two people's names, right? No. It was invented in the state of Kentucky. So it stands for Kentucky. Oh, in one of like the most like butt-clenched fucking states out there. <laughs> exactly, right? They, Pretty they, sure they've like still banned abortion out there. It's always the prudes that are the wildest. Right. By the end of the 80s, lubricant was in every drugstore in America and Europe, but it didn't break into mainstream culture until the 90s when people began to use it for more than just a medical product. It was always just like fucking the butt plug. It was always marketed as this medical but it wasn't. Cream lubricant also started to gain popularity in the early mid 1990s as an alternative to the water-based lubricants. Have you used a cream base? No, I'm fascinated. I feel like it would be made so messy. I don't even understand how. Well, the reason is, is because you know, when you use lube, it like dries and becomes like sticky and tacky. Yeah. So people really didn't like that. So the cream would probably just stay slick or Or like moisturize, like absorb into your skin. Wow. Yeah. 21st century, by the 2000s, there were all the loops. Yeah, that's our generation. All the loops of the rainbow. Specialty lubricants became a thing during this decade, which offered new things such as tingling, warming, desensitizing, flavoring, and cooling. All right, stop there. Have you ever tried any of these? You You and your boyfriend need to try these hot and cold ones that are meant for like men and women i've always been wondering like wonder how that would work i think it's just one of those things that's like cold until you meet friction and then it becomes warm oh okay my favorite lube ever was by this japanese company i got at a fantasia part party called tokyo i don't know no tokyo's which is like now would be dubbed racist yeah no but it was a japanese for sure she was a geisha on the bottle but she it was strawberry flavored to- Tomo maybe anyway best lube I've ever used but the problem with it was because it was flavored and I've told this story before but it was this you know that you ate it all no, no. <laughs> but it was that like artificial strawberry shortcake smell you know you oh smell artificial oh, yeah God. so but it was good but the problem was anytime I smelled that smell outside of a sexual situation I was like Pavlov dog like oh Oh no, yeah. you pop a bone. Well, a little bit. Well, it was like a rush of like excitement. And it was like, oh, I didn't realize that it could have that connotation. It's funny you mentioned that because I was watching The Office the other day, and there's this episode where he like Pavlov dogs uh Dwight Schrute with like Dwight. and so he starts every time like he rings a bell, he gives him a mint. And he does that over time and like completely trains him without his knowledge. So I was wondering, I was like, what can I train Jesse to do? I don't know. That every time I like snap my finger, he refills your wine. No, because then we'll eventually run out of wine. I want something like monetary. <laughs> he goes and like goes out and buys me beef jerky. Bitch, you got more money than I do. I, no, it's not even that. It's just you're gonna have to buy me everything for the next little while because I can't put any <laughs> weight on my foot. All right. So um, we're almost done here. In the 2000s, it didn't take until the 2000s for people to start speaking about lube in like a less taboo way. Wow, really? Until the 2000s with an understanding that finally they're understanding and speaking about it, that it can make sex better. Yeah. Right? Well, can you, can you weigh in on this? Is there a stigma among girls that like you shouldn't use lube? Well, I think, and I'm just speaking for myself, but I've never needed lube 
but I'm sure as I get older, I will. Or if you're sometimes when you're really drunk, you might eat it too as a girl. Or sometimes it's just fun because you don't get, yeah. But for me, it was always like, why do I need that? I'm so juicy, quick and juicy. Yeah. You know, see, that's so, what I mean. I, I, I yeah. feel I would think that way if I was yeah. a girl too. Yeah. But I don't think that's right to think. I think that's more from like when I was younger now, like obviously everyone uses it. Like it's not a big fucking deal. If it's going to make your sex, the five minutes of it better. <laughs> I'm just joking. But if it's going to make your sex better then why the fuck for everybody involved, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's not harmful. I just always wondered if that was like sort of the equivalent of a guy not being able to get it up. Maybe. If a girl can't get wet. I would say a little bit, but not entirely. It's not as much of a pride or ego smasher. Well, no, because straight guys don't have any clue how that area guy. works. Yeah, anyway. like if a girl can't get wet, it's like, okay, I'll just spit on it. <laughs> Whereas like if a guy can't get up, it's really hard to have sex. Like there's still, that's the thing is if a girl can't get fully ready and lubricated down there on her own, there's so many AIDS. With men, if they can't get hard, no, it's hard. <laughs> It's, it is hard. I mean, and you know, did you know, I recently found out that some of these uh, impotency medications like Cialis in particular. How'd you find this out? Never mind. Uh, have to, you have to still be in the mood for it to work. So Viagra is. Well, yeah, because your body, your brain still needs to trigger. That's right. The blood flow. Well, not Viagra. This is why Viagra is going down in popularity because it just gives you a boner whether you want one or not. Cialis, for instance, you have to be in the mood and then see. I would rather get Viagra because yeah, I know you're not taking it unless you want a boner. That's it. So it's like, why would I take it anyway? Anyway, this wasn't for my uh use, boys. I have a friend that was telling me that's true. I have a friend, (laughs) that's true. My friend has a question. I've never tried either, but I would, I would totally like I've thought of it like, yeah, until you end up getting a boner for so long that you have to go to the hospital and they have to take a giant needle <laughs> and take the fluid out because you popped it for over four hours you would love that on this podcast oh i would film yeah, every would. fucking second <laughs> of it i would film every i would make a million tiktoks out of it yeah. oh yeah so maybe i should look into that um, so like i said <laughs> well i'll just wrap this up quickly yes. so like i said in the 2000s it took this long for us to finally not only like accept personal lube on our store shelves and shit but also to start talking about how it makes sex better. However, if you want to get freaky deaky like your ancestors, here's what you can use if you don't want to buy lube. You can use plant oils. There's still a safe op- option like extra virgin coconut oil or olive oil. Oh, coconut. My sister, here we are back to Lopez's dick again. She's like, why don't you just put coconut oil on it? And I was like, no, then it'll make him lick it even more. Because part of this problem is he's licking it too much. Right. Like every typical man, if they could lick it. If we could. But so coconut oil wouldn't work for the dog, but for a sex lube. Interesting. So wait a minute, because last episode we talked about. No, put foods up your vagina. Yeah. So what the hell? I I don't know. It's a Maybe it has to do with being vegetable based. Remember when we were talking to that violent fan about birthing the gelatinous egg and she's like it's beef it's made out of the beef broth so there's no sugar and it smells like beef yeah and i was like why wouldn't they use something like strawberry and she was like no don't put sugar in your vagina Sugar. so it's the sugar that's what i'm thinking yeah because it throws up the ph yeah that's what i'm thinking um but yeah i use coconut oil for something and i'm tmi right now I don't put it. Oh, this is the first time we've gone TMI. Um, But when I get like a wax and stuff, I'm very prone to ingrown hairs. So I use coconut oil. And after I get out of the shower and I exfoliate my bikini region, I put coconut oil on it so that, 
And then moisture keeps me from getting, prevents me from getting ingrown hairs. I see. Yeah. That's a good tip. I, yeah. I feel like guys could use like some. Well, like, anyone with ingrown hairs. Yeah. If you're a man that gets ingrown hairs on your face, it's sometimes because you're not neck. exfoliating. Yeah. You need to exfoliate because your, your hairs are just twisty and curly at that and thick. So if you don't exfoliate <laughs> and open up those pores and let them like, because that's all an ingrown hair is, is when it goes out and goes back in. Yeah. So if you're exfoliating, you're constantly making pull sure it that it doesn't. Yeah. Pull it out, pull it out. So I use it for my bikini wax all the time, ladies and men, anyone use it for ingrown hair, but you have to accompany it with exfoliation. Have to. There you go. And you can go on Amazon and you can buy these cool things, like, especially for the pubic area. There's just like this little, like, uh, oval wow shapes it's been a long time an oval thing <laughs> and it has like little spikes on it and you just like gently oh you gave me like, one of those for my face yeah that one's not as like strong as the one i use in the pubic uh, area but I, I didn't give that one for your face okay yeah thank you yeah you're like waiting for me to use it uh you know Genimo, on this podcast i've learned more about vaginas than i ever thought i would know and, and there's not, still so much more yeah, you to know. i'm not mad about it i appreciate this education we've always wanted to do an episode where jesse <gasps> um explores oh his first vagina yeah but we don't know who well, was willing to remember sacrifice remember themselves. this is like a year ago we had naked julie yeah, Go back and yeah. Listen to that episode but we she might do it right and we do it like totally like learning style like lying on a table she has a sheet covering her face and jesse just goes in and digs yeah i feel like i wouldn't want to know who it is you got to set it up because right. i if i knew it was julie or who or whoever that would freak me out yeah <laughs> look i can't even breathe while i think about it uh, that would be very nerve-wracking for me but it would just be so interesting to get like your play-by-play as you're exploring it because like honestly i haven't even explored a vagina that much so would you be with me exploring hell it? yeah i'd be over your shoulder being like because you know i I so that's what that is that's what that looks like because we don't look at our own unless hold up a mirror and i've never really done that so what you didn't listen to sue johansson sunday night sex show she said every girl should get down there with the mirror take a look i'm scared of what i'm gonna see (laughs) me too honey (laughs) (laughs) history of jesse's gonna have a great one coming up next week cheers cheers and watch us on youtube we're way funnier on youtube God, I feel great. I'm almost happy. Let me revel in it.